0: moment ever on dry land. Our machine,
1: it has done its work, played its part well, without a scratch on a body, and we bid it farewell. Starfish and giant foams greet us with a smile. Before our heads go under, we take a last look the killer noise of the outer sky.
2: To me, being called to the water, I mean, this is 2013 when I started this. I'd never heard of Wim Hof. Nobody that I know of was doing cold water immersion. I'd never heard of Wallace J. Nichols or Blue Mind or Clinton Ober and grounding or earthing. I'd never heard any of that. I was just trying to stay alive and have a purpose. And then ultimately, inspire other cancer patients to refuse to give up. That's all I was doing. To me, the river was nothing more than kind of a blue highway that I was going to travel down. But within about six or seven days, this river started to take life. And I started becoming so connected to it. Now, I don't look at creation and nature at all like I did before
1: oh yeah okay we're gonna tag this one love of water in honor of the great alan watts and uh, the love of water recording they just put out of his that um ensconced with Um, but uh, i threw a few things at you to open up set a little bit of a vibe We had Bruce Lee, the great Bruce Lee, talking about the philosophical idea of your mind, putting your mind in a state like water. He used a lot of those kind of um, Eastern philosophies in his karate. And of course, he's probably the most famous um, martial artist of all time. Well, a very, very interesting fellow. And um, that was a Jimi Hendrix tune. I happen to have been throwing a bunch of Jimi Hendrix in as of late. Probably partially because Jimi Hendrix was a very um, fluid thinker, he was spiritual through his music very soulful even in his uh, approach to life and his personality that song is called 1983 a merman i should turn to be it happens to be my favorite Jimi hendrix song it's a long number that was actually from the demo it was just a demo him in his uh, in his apartment you know uh just playing through what would eventually become a part of the Electric Ladyland album. And I think he had a... Uh, I'm pretty sure in his place, in his pad, at one point he had, like, most of it was almost like a pool. So where he slept in his bed, like, when he woke up and he could just roll over into the pool. He was really in the water. So I guess that all relates to... And then finally, uh, you heard from Dean Hall um, who I'm going to talk about a little bit more in a second, uh, just to, uh, set things off. I got a lot of really great feedback this last week, which helped to stroke my ego a little bit. Some really great emails and messages, uh, messages from the social media sites, some of my personal text messages and talked to a few people. And, um, Some people seem to be enjoying it. I haven't started to get the criticism yet, but I'm sure that's on its way. I guess as long as people are engaged, that's good. Um, I'm not going to do much of a recap on the ego. I will say I actually wanted to start that show by saying, really, the first two episodes, I was struggling with it, and I had a choice of whether to dive deeper We'll use that term since we're in the water mode today. Um, into the ego or just let it go. And I decided to head into the storm and do a, <laughs> a whole episode on it. <laughs> I think it came out okay. But I, I don't see, you know, me beating myself up for um, some of my approach to this show Is really doesn't have great value. I'll probably still do it, but... Um, I'm not going to go into too deep of a recap and just get right into business here. Um, let's go into Dean Hall first, who wrote a book called The Wild Cure. And I guess if I'm going to play some of these clips of these people and talk about them, I should I should at least promote what they're doing. I'm actually uh, in the process of reading um, this book, which I don't read a lot these days. And if I do, I do it very slowly because... I walk a lot, so I like to listen to books um, on audio because I could get walking in while I'm doing it. And I've come to learn that I really do like doing that. I used to just read like crazy, but uh, now I listen a lot more. But uh, Dean Hall wrote a book called The Wild Cure, and I'll give you a little bit of a synopsis of what this guy, this unique individual went through and um, what you're going to learn in this book. I, I, I would say it's, it's a really great read. So you should go out and grab one if you get the chance. Um, I'm only into it a little bit, but I've watched a lot of interviews of Dean Hall also. I've seen a lot of the material that's on YouTube and different shows and stuff. So I could talk a little bit about it. Um, he had leukemia and lymphoma. Um, I think he was stage four. You know, I, it's always hard to figure out what these kind of things mean. But basically, they were kind of telling him, you know, this is this could very well be the end for you. And they wanted to put him into a chemo routine. And let me just make a side note as I discuss this. In no way am I judging the medical industry or anyone who decides to do chemotherapy or have any approach to how they handle their medical issues. You know, everyone has got to, when it comes to medicine and what your choices are as you're facing them, I think everyone really needs to ultimately make those decisions themselves. If someone asked my opinion on things, I would certainly give it. And I know myself what some of my approach would be if I had the circumstances of um, health issues Um, but um, I'm presenting something that's a little bit alternative and I don't want anyone to get the idea that I'm doing it to knock um, the medical industry or anyone who chooses to go that route Um, these things happen and they're very scary situations for people and we all make choices based on um, what we've seen in our lives and the people around us and hopefully we make knowledgeable decisions but um, they wanted to put dean hall onto it in intensive chemotherapy and he didn't want to do it and he thought well i don't know where this is going but i've always had this dream of swimming the willamette river which happens to be the longest river in oregon it's 187 miles long So you can see this is a kind of a special individual (laughs) that comes up with this plan. Um, So a quick overview. His father gets in a kayak and kayaks out in front of him and he gets in the river and starts swimming. And over the course of time, he swims this river um, and um, day by day. So at the end of this, He climbs out of this cold water that he's been basically living in. And uh, to everyone's surprise, he is cancer-free. He is cured of all his health issues. He is, well, I don't know if I should say 100% better because I don't know if that's totally true, but he's basically back to a healthy individual. And, And this happened a while ago. And he's still out there talking about it, and he's a a health advocate for things um, like this. And so, this is his experience. And I think it's very interesting, you know. Obviously, today's topic is water and what water means. And this is a, a great example of the tool that water can be for us as far as health goes and you know we do talk about water all the time the importance of drinking water and water in our lives but i still feel it's not appreciated enough the how much a part of our lives water is i mean it's most of the earth it's most of your body your muscles are mostly made up of water um you know We need the rain. All the plants need water. Yeah, (laughs) we need the drink water. Basically, without water, there's no life. So, um, I guess this is a celebration of water. Maybe I should have called this a celebration of water. Maybe we'll double tag it. Celebration of water, love of water. Anyway, so uh, for me, I've I've uh, I've always been into, you know, the, the the variety of ways of water. When I was when I was a kid, um, and I we had a community pool in our town, Bound, the town of Bound Brook, and I used to swim at that. And then and then my father decided, which was strange because he wasn't a guy that normally hung out next to pool near pools, but he put in in. Uh, in-ground pool in our backyard. It was amazing for the time. It was a great thing to get. And it was a nice pool. It was good size. Uh, you know, it was a, a very decent size in-ground pool. And I immediately just took to it. I was in the water every day I could be. And at first, I s- could swim, but I wasn't really feeling safe in the deep end. So it took me a little time to be able to swim and be able to get the AOK okay that I could swim in the pool alone because I could swim in the deep end and what I immediately started doing once I was able to do that is I started to swim underwater I loved swimming underwater and I would swim from one end of the pool to the other underwater and then one day I I hit the wall and I turned and I started swimming back and over the course of uh, a, a summer the first summer we had the pool I got to the point where I could swim three and a half lengths underwater now, this isn't an Olympic-sized pool, so don't get, you know, crazy about this. But, it's, but I was able to swim three and a half lengths underwater, um, and it was just awesome. I just loved it. It was, like, such a big part of my life. People would come over to swim, and they'd want to race me. They would be over the water, and I would race them underwater. I got so fast. People would turn around at the wall to see where I was. And I was already underwater, almost back to the other side. So it was like a big part of my life. And I think from there on, I was always jumping in rivers. When I got to the beach, I wanted to be in the ocean. Um, you know, if if I got to someone's house and they had a pool, uh, you know, I'm in. I don't, um, you know... I don't feel that that etiquette that I have to worry about certain things. I remember I was at this wedding once and it was uh, it was down the shore and it was uh, on, on the canal, the inlet. And I just got in my shorts and jumped in the inlet and started swimming and everyone was looking at me like, um, you know, you're at a wedding, you're crazy, but I was just like, uh, whatever. Well, what? Why are we all... Um, why do we sometimes act like so fearful of just doing something we want to do but anyway so over time i uh I, i've just been thoroughly interested in anything to do with water it's become a big part of my life and uh right now i'm gonna i'm gonna i got into this guy um wim Hof. i'm gonna play a a clip of his uh and then when uh, afterwards I'll talk about it a little bit.
0: If you learn to go into the icy water, this is a physical way to enter into the power, uh, internal powers and you activate, which is connected to the brain. Then when you are exercising the deepest of the brain, which is survival, the brainstem, that's what you need when you go in. It's connected there with. Then because you are doing it, you're connecting. And uh, as you connect, you connect with the deepest of the brain. Then where else can you not go? That is the entrance point. And I know how to explain that with the pre aqueductal grey hemisphere and the cerebellum and the uh, efferent and efferent uh, electrical uh, neural currents, etc. How they control. I'm way beyond science. I'm from the soul. I'm telling you, you are born to be able to use your brain. Well, there you go. Wim Hof.
1: W-I-M-H-O-F. I should have really done this show from a hot tub. That would have been appropriate. But since we're talking about Wim Hof, we're talking about the exact opposite. So, if you really want to get into an interesting character go on the internet if you don't know who this guy is Wim Hof W I M H O F and look him up I got into him a bunch of years ago and he is just a wild man I mean he he has done so many amazing things you know he's hiked these mountains I don't know if it was Mount Everest I almost want to say it was but it was he hiked one of the highest mountains in shorts and hiking boots that's it. He ran a marathon through the desert with no water. And he's just... He swam under a lake, an ice-covered lake. They broke through the ice. And he jumped in and he swam under for five minutes. Um, and, 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 you know, he's got this whole routine. And he does these... Um, he does these seminars... In different places, but I think Poland is the main place. I happen to know somebody who's going to Poland to do this. And I can't wait till they do it and come back. Because I just want to... I want the inside information. Because I won't do it. I, I, I just think he's like... He's so intense. I love him. I've really followed him. Intensely. But um, he's just so extreme. I... i uh, he blows people's minds out. That's what he does when he gets a hold of them. He uses the cold to blow their minds out. And, uh, you know, I made a pact with myself many years ago that I would be in control of blowing my own mind <laughs> out these days. Um, but but he is a unique guy. And if you look him up, you're going to go down the rabbit hole of watching all this stuff about him. And, and uh, it'll be entertaining. But uh, he's got really two parts to his... Uh, approach which I've done both of them and I used to do it pretty much on a daily basis I've slipped off that a little bit but first is actually a breathing technique and he does these uh, sessions of breathing where it's basically three or four or five it builds up but initially it's um, you breathe in and out pretty intensely for uh, 40 times and then you hold your breath and you do a breath hold and, and on the internet, he's either, you could go do these breathing sessions and see exactly what I'm talking about. But then you do another one where you do 40 breaths, and then you do a breath hold, and then repeat it again. And, uh, you know, at first when I started, I could do I could barely make it to a minute of a breath hold. You blow out your breath and you hold it. And then maybe by the third one, I got a little over a minute. But then as you do it, you're able to hold your breath longer and longer. And I got up to a point where uh, I was at three and a half minutes where I could hold my breath. Um, And even when I don't do it for a while, when I go back to it, I've lost probably the three and a half minutes, but I could still probably get to two and a half, 245, pretty consistently now. And uh, I would like this year to actually get back into it and get myself over four minutes. It really is using your lungs and having that ability to, to hold your breath and, and, and breathe that way is, uh, it, for me, for what I know and what, how I feel, my instinct is it's, it's, a, it's, it's a very healthy thing to do. Now, along with this, after you're, you're done with this, you go run and jump into a cold tub, which probably a lot of people these days know, cold tubs, they've heard about them. Um, I had one in my backyard. I started, I actually think I did it in a really great way because I started in late summer. So when I filled it up, it was about 52 degrees out of the groundwater. And then I would have to get ice to keep it in the 50 degree range. And in the beginning, it was like getting in for three or four minutes and that was like, wow. And then, uh, you know, as you got to November, the temperature dropped and and then it would go down to like the upper 40s and then the mid 40s, lower 40s. And you would be in there going, oh, my God. And then I remember the day I walked outside and there was a layer of ice on the top and and the tub was 32 degrees, which with Wim Hof, that's where you want to get. You want to get to that 32 degrees mark. And I remember breaking through the ice and getting in. And I got in for probably just about a minute and I was really happy with that um and then i jumped out and i had some meditation decks and i was doing some exercises and i was so psyched up i was like i'm going back in so i went back in and i think i actually went back in for like almost two minutes i did better when i went back in um and eventually i got to a point where i could be in for five minutes no problem in fact someone could be i could be sitting there talking to you i really didn't uh, I see a lot of videos of people do it all the time and they get in and they look like they're still struggling. But I got all the way in and I could get in for five minutes and uh, no problem. So what it's really doing is if we want to get down to... Because everyone will be interested. I I thought it was great fun and and I knew that there was health aspects to it. But everyone always really wants to get down to the nitty-gritty. And they asked me, well, well, did it have a big effect on you? Because what it does is it's it's... It's taking all the inflammations pretty much out of your body. It's just compressing all the inflammation. And, you know, most diseases, most things you have are inflammations. They cause inflammations. The inflammations themselves are what the disease is. Um, And so the cold water starts to constrict this, which then allows the blood flow. And I always say blood, water is life, but blood is the life force in our body. And blood, the blood flow around our body is what really heals us when we have injuries and things The, the blood is what's taking the things to the areas to heal things. So anything that's constricting the blood or restricting the blood from flowing through is, is a problem, you, you know, so by doing this you know you allowed know, you that blood flow and and if you really got to go listen to Hoff. he'll go into more detail of all the different things because there's there's a lot more to it than that it's even it's it's more complex than than what I'm explaining um, but um, I did I definitely did feel that a stress level within me changed a lot of little stuff like being you know angry with driving the car or if I was working with a tool and slipping with a screwdriver and getting frustrated with little tasks, they all kind of went away. That kind of stuff went away. I was able to control my, my anger, some of my anxiety a little bit better. And I really felt that was from the cold water. Now, the other thing that when winter came, and right now we're going into February, I could walk around in a t-shirt outside. I won't, it won't be a problem. I see people, you know, miserable, oh, freezing cold, huge layers on, and and um, I don't get that. So I don't really suffer through these cold months that way. And, and I don't mind the heat that much either. It's actually almost worked the other way too. So there's a, there's a control your body gets from this, I guess. And, uh, of course once I started doing this I was doing other things too I was working out more I was walking I was eating healthier so it's it's always this situation when you start doing something you really don't just start doing one thing you're doing a multitude of things because all of a sudden your mind is in that way so then you're wondering what's the thing that's working or what's the thing that's making me feel this way and um, you, you have to kind of just go with instinct on that your own instinct and uh, I'm not in the cold tub every day now. I, you know, most things in my life I don't approach that way. I might do it every day for a bit and then I don't do it. I kind of like to vary things a little bit in my life and not get so overly disciplined um, that I'm doing something every day. Although I am at the gym all the time now. Um, But, uh, yeah. I I think this cold tub therapy is a very interesting thing i've i've loved it um and i've brought some people into my tub and it's been so cool to watch them uh get into it even if it's just for a day i mean we don't have to go overly crazy you know if you watch Wim, he's out Out of his mind (laughs) in a good way, in a great way. Um, I I think people like that really are inspirational just in their personality. Um, And uh, I've got a shirt of his I wear around that says, uh, 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 What the heck does it say? It says, Get get high on your own supply with a set of lungs. And so once in a while, someone sees it and, and says, Wim Hof, and, and we get into a discussion of it. Um, but water once again, right? And, and now when I'm driving down the road in the summertime and I'm driving by a river, on many occasions, I'll pull off and I'll figure out if there's a way I could find a little trail to slip into that river and take a little swim. Um, on the transverse side of the cold tub, I love hot tubs. My name is Januzzi, so you know how well that matches with jacuzzi. And for most of my life, I've just always loved to get into the hot tub. So I am not, you know, it's it's not cold tub only; it's hot tub also. And I could stay into that. I could stay in that for much longer. In fact, when uh, I was out in Colorado out there, they have the hot springs and you go into these hot springs resorts. A lot of people don't know about these. You pay like 20, $40, you go in and there's like uh, all these hot tubs that are fed from the, the springs, the hot springs from the earth. They're all at different temperatures, all different sizes. You know, one fits 10 people, one fits two, one fits four people. One's at 96 degrees, ones at 104. There's one called the Lobster Pot that's at 115 degrees, and you just get from hot tub to hot tub and just relax. If you're ever out west and you see hot springs resorts, that's what they are, and I highly recommend going to those. Um, but now one of the one of the things I do that's a big part of my life is paddleboarding. I go over to the reservoir the Round Valley Reservoir with my paddleboard. I get on it out into the water and you could just fall off your paddleboard and swim for a little while, get back on it, get some exercise and um, just going out there. It's like paradise. It's like a whole different place. And you could just, you know, relax and let your mind sink into the water and it's a whole nother meditation that allows you to have some calmness and peace of mind in a world that's so crazy busy and um, boy there's so many new things now there's hydrogen water this is a whole if you look look into that uh, where you, you've got a container that actually propels the water to bring hydrogen in it and that's supposed to um uh, you know, hydrate your body even better. Now, sea salt, having sea salt helps to keep the water hydrated in your body. There's so many things. Um, But, you know, how many times over your life? I know for me, I mean, there's all the, you know, you've got wonderful drinks in the world, right? People out there will say nice cold beer, a nice whiskey, different juices, all these great drinks, you know, some people love soda pop. But isn't it always at least once a year, especially if you've got, you know, a well well water and you from right from your sink or if you've got a spring near you, you fill up a glass of water and you drink it and you're just like it's the best tasting thing in the world. A nice cold glass of water, fresh water you just sometimes you just go this is the best tasting drink in the world um you know so the the level of health that that you have you know is very related to your relationship with water you know dehydration many many years ago i don't remember dehydration being such a big deal And I don't remember when I was younger, everyone drinking water so much. So I don't know if something's changed in the atmosphere, something with technology, what it is. I do feel like something must have changed because now this dehydration thing is like crazy how much people are affected when they're not drinking water. Maybe we just didn't realize, but it seems different to me. Um, But there's no doubt the importance of water. and, and and talking of health, it's, it's amazing in my life right now how many people are, are having issues. I have a really, really close friend of mine who's in the hospital right now going through some pretty heavy-duty health problems. I have confidence that she will recover to the fullest degree, but um, uh, she's younger than me and um, uh, this last year I had Another really close friend uh, who passed away. She wasn't that old. In fact, she chose to, to, to use assisted suicide because she had uh, cancer and it had gotten so bad she just wanted to get out of her body. Um, uh, I have another friend who's been on chemotherapy. He's been on chemotherapy for a couple years now. He's going through that. He's doing really well. He's actually somebody that I go paddle boarding with at the uh, reservoir, and I, and I think since he started doing that, I really think it's been a big part of, um, in conjunction with what he's done, chemotherapy is, seems to have worked well for him, but in conjunction with that, I think going into the water and um, not only his association with the water, but the, the, what it brings to his mental state. I, I feel it's been a, a big part. I don't know if he does, but I feel it's been a big part of it. And then I have another girlfriend who for the last bunch of years has been going through these immune issues and having all these health problems. The bass player in the band I was playing in just had to take a break because he's got a neuromuscular disease that's awful. And that is just miserable to go through. And I had a, a, a girlfriend that I was uh, actually messaging. She was going on a trip out west. And she was asking me questions about where where to go. And I was telling about these great hiking places. And she said, well, I'm going to be by myself. So I don't know if I really want to hike. And she was passing these hiking places. And she had a heart attack in her car and passed away. Um, So I've got all these people with health issues around me right now who are not that old. So if you wonder why I get up and go to the gym every day and I get into cold tubs and I do things to make my skin healthy and I'm eating much better now in these mental activities and just trying to find every aspect that I can of taking care of myself, um, and my relationship with water is a big part of that. These are the reasons because you know anything could happen to any of us, and and just trying to keep yourself in that healthy mode is so important. At least for me, it is. I want to live to be a hundred. That's my goal. I don't mind if I live beyond hundred, but I don't want to miss the mark. And be a day under it's it's really honestly i do want to go to a hundred and so for me this stuff is becoming extremely important um because i want to do it on my feet and if at any point i decide that you know differently and i see things differently and i'm not engaged i probably what i probably would do is i would probably walk right out into the ocean and just swim out as far as I could and let myself drift off. And that's the most pleasant way I could think about actually going out of this world. So pick one or the other. Jay, come on. <laughs> um, this is kind of morose roast, the way I'm coming to the end of this show. <laughs> on the celebration of water. Love of water. Don't ever take me too seriously. I like want to have fun with it. But I hope I've covered a little bit of, a, of it. I, I mean, I really feel like I could go on and on about water and what it, what it, what it means to me and what it is for the world and, and, uh, and how to provoke thought on the different ways to view this great element of our life. So I'll send you out the only way I guess I know how. (laughs) It won't always be this way. But I'm going to send you out with just a little piece of Love of Water by Alan Watts since it was the inspiration for this show. And uh, take a deep dive into your life. And love your life as much as I love water. Pearls of wisdom, everybody. Have a good one.
0: Do you mind if I talk for a while about something I love? About water and the ocean. Ever since I can remember anything at all, the light, the smell, the sound and motion of the sea has been pure magic. Even the mere intimation of its presence, gulls flying a little way inland, the quality of light in the sky beyond hills which screen it from view, the lowing of foghorns in the night. If ever I have to get away from it all, and in the words of a Chinese poet, wash all the wrongs of life from my pores, there's simply nothing better than to climb out onto a rock and sit for hours with nothing in sight but sea and sky.